Welcome to the Geek Psychology Podcast. This podcast comes from the Geek Psychology YouTube channel, where we use personality type and geek and gaming culture to help you play life better. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being you. And I hope you enjoy the show. In one of the inner circle meetings for Geek Psychology, I was asked about the relationship between ESFJs and INFPs. So I wanted to give some insights into what could be happening within both of their mindsets and how to navigate some of those issues and to make it a better situation for both of you. What's up, Legend? It's Sherman here from Geek Psychology, where I help INFPs find their spark and live a life of purpose and meaning. We also tend to bring in other personality types because it's not just about us. It's about the whole world and how we are interconnected, which is maybe not a very FI introverted feeling, resonating soul type thing to say, but it is. What is going on internally is also what's going on externally. As within, so without. So within any relationship, there is there are tons of different factors to take into account. It's not just the cognitive functions or the personality type. A lot of times people will say, if I can just find an ENFJ as an INFP, then my life will be perfect. And that is not how it works. Because that ENFJ or you as an INFP might have a lot of baggage to go through still, a lot of things to work on, a lot of quests to partake on. And it doesn't necessarily matter what personality type they are if each person is not at a healthy level and willing to work on themselves. You can have a good relationship with any personality type if you are both mature individuals willing to work on yourself and willing to be there to support the other person. So with that out of the way, let's talk about the dynamics between ESFJs and INFPs. I'm not going to get into everything, of course, in this hopefully short video, but when you are an INFP, you are leading with your dominant function is introverted feeling. That's what I call the resonating soul. If you've taken the personality test, the eight heroes personality test, then you might have your score on that. And that is about being in alignment and internal harmony with yourself. Okay. Extroverted feeling is the dominant function, the hero of the ESFJ's life story. And that is the feeling world the feeling way of making decisions based off values and what brings harmony to a situation, but it's externalized. So it is what do other people feel is the right thing in this situation? What do other people value? And how can we create a situation, an environment that maintains that and upholds that? So as a little anecdote, I suppose, you could think of a teacher as an extroverted feeler who's there and trying to bring this inclusive environment to their classroom. Make sure that everybody gets heard and everybody gets to participate. And then maybe an introverted feeler could be more like a parent who is advising their child on what to do based off their own personal moral code and ethical understanding of what is right for them. And neither one of those are right or wrong, but they serve different situations better. So that is one conflict that often comes up between ESFJs and INFPs is we both are approaching situations with our heart, 
what is important here? And yet we come at it in different directions. We come at it from different orientations or different stances. Introverted feeling is the defensive, internal, me, my perspective, subjective stance as the extroverted feeling side for the ESFJs is objective. It's we, it's offensive. It's more proactive on how do we make things happen to get these people included in the situation to make this situation right. I was telling a story during our call and it was something that was happening that day. So my newborn son, he's almost three months old now. And my five-year-old daughter, who's almost six years old now, we're trying to keep them healthy. We've had a lot of scares with different viruses and things like that. And we didn't want the newborn boy, Jace, to get sick. And the people that were coming over to our house were, they were bringing their kids. And two of the three, one was a newborn as well, but two of the three were still sick or just getting over being sick. And I was like, why would they even come over if they're sick? It doesn't make sense to me. They shouldn't bring their kids over. And I was telling my wife, who's an ENFJ, that she should just tell them, don't bring their kid if they're sick or let's delay it. Let's do it at another time because we're worried about getting our newborn sick. And she was trying to find ways of maintaining the peace of keeping things okay, keeping the relationship good because they're her friends. She likes them, of course. Whereas I was like, if they're our friends, then you can tell them what's going on and they should respect that. So we decided to try to get my son to go over to grandma's house. Grandma is an ESFJ, as all grandmas are. No, they're not. And grandma was saying that, no, you probably shouldn't do that because then they'll suspect that you were trying to avoid having the kid around the other kids. And that's exactly what it was. And I don't understand the issue with that, but she was like, no, you shouldn't do that because it'll create all these other problems. So that is just one way of illustrating what could be going on when there's a conflict between what should we do in this situation. And I hope it was helpful. I hope story time was helpful. Story time is good time. And the other thing that I mentioned in the call was talking about our auxiliary and tertiary functions and how they are flipped or flippy flopped as the technical term. So for the ESFJ, introverted sensing, the stabilizing guardian is their auxiliary function. For INFPs, extroverted intuition, the innovating explorer is our auxiliary function. This archetypal container position within our psyche the auxiliary function is a place of mentorship. It's a place of advice externally, as well as when we are growing as people, we often need to listen to the auxiliary function. We need to listen to this mentor-like character in order to balance our psyche in a way that is going to get us out of the shire and get us into the external world and pursuing quests that are bigger than what we've experienced so that we can live a better life. So for ESFJs, introverted sensing is telling them to slow down and check in with their past. The guardian is looking at his quest logs and saying, just review what happened in the past, implement your experiences, know your place in the world, know what you are bringing to the world and honor that 
and create experiences that you will cherish as memories in the future. And for INFPs, extroverted intuition, the explorer is saying, get out there, do something, shake things up, leave, leave the Shire, go explore, go to another continent, travel, do something completely different, shake things up, get new ideas so that you can learn more about yourself, so that you can have an impact on the world, so that you can understand yourself and your boundaries as your identity as a person, because you've put yourself into new contexts, because you have explored different aspects of life. Those are great, right? They're all good functions. They're all good characters. The problem comes when an INFP is trying to mentor an ESFJ and tell them what they might want to do, what they should do. We come at it through giving them ideas. What if this is the explorer? What if he did this? Wouldn't that be cool if you thought about it in this way? Or why don't we just take these two things and see what happens? Let's be a little spontaneous with this. And the ESFJ doesn't want to hear that as a mentor type perspective. They want to hear about checking in with the past and maintaining stability, creating future traditions, perhaps creating some sense of physical comfort and harmony within the environment. And for an ESFJ, when they're giving us advice, it's coming from introverted sensing, likely, and extroverted feeling, too. And we hear that as, oh, just keep playing it safe. Listen to your past. Do what you've always done. And that is not often what we need to do because we naturally go to, how do I word this? So this is where it gets a little bit deeper. The auxiliary function, the mentor for the ESFJ, is the tertiary function for the INFP. And that is a place, the tertiary function is a place of relief. It's what I call the rookie or the newbie. It is, it's childlike, it's childish. It puffs itself up, it runs out there, and then it gets overwhelmed and it settles back into itself. And it is not as skilled as the hero or the auxiliary function, the mentor. And we often go to that position when we are feeling overwhelmed, when we don't want to hear what the world is telling us. We go to our tertiary function. So when an ESFJ gives us that advice from introverted sensing from the guardian, like that's what we always do. That's like the easy path to stagnation where we're just not moving, we're not doing anything, and it's not usually as helpful. And we see that as also a childish perspective. Like when we are thinking about how can we solve this problem, and somebody gives us the advice to just check in with our past, usually we're just like, no, I would rather throw ideas, spaghetti at the wall and do something different and shake things up. And the same is true for the ESFJs when the INFP is giving advice coming from extroverted intuition. They often might see that as a childish or fun, kind of newbie-like perspective that is not really going to serve them. And they go there too for relief. They go there too for fun or speculation. Antonia Dodge from Personality Hacker says it's like, what's going on in that house? Like that, that kind of curious questioning about other people's relationships is what the ESFJs often use that extroverted intuition for and play. 
And it's likely not going to help them grow as a person as much until they listen to their auxiliary guardian. Likewise, for us as INFPs, we need to listen to the explorer. We need to be out there innovating, changing things, shaking things up. I always get the image of putting a cat and a dog in a bag and shaking them. That is just hilarious to me. And also that is what extroverted intuition is doing in my mind. So within this relationship, whether it's a friend or a romantic relationship or a business relationship, know that we're coming at making decisions both through feeling, but they're going in different directions. So there's often a a bit of a, a clash with why would you do it that way, though? But remember that the goal is to make people feel good. It's just a a different mental model that we're using, a different character with different skills that we're using to achieve that goal. The envoy is maybe out there with AOE, area of effect healing, trying to keep everybody topped up and introverted feeling. The soul is putting shields on individual people one at a time and making sure that they're keeping up the one person that they feel is the most necessary to focus on right then. And the last little point here is just the judger and perceiver switch is quite an issue a lot of times. Just ESFJs, simply put, are going to be more structured. They're going to want things in a more timely fashion, organized, the house kept nice so that when people come, they're not shocked by who you are as an individual. And also, they feel more comfortable so that the person comes in and they feel like relaxed and able to be themselves in the environment. Whereas the INFP, as myself, I am often like, why would you clean? Because, you know, that's hiding, that's masking who we are, or who I am. It's me. It's all me. I'm the dirty one. I'm the messy one. So that's another thing to keep in mind. The INFP is going to want to be more spontaneous and a bit more messy and likely and keep things not as organized, just wanting to allow things to unfold as they are. And that might drive the ESFJ a bit crazy. And likewise, the organization and structure is going to drive the INFP a bit crazy too. So keep that in mind and use that as a training ground. Use that. No, that is a good thing to have for both of you. For an INFP, learning how to do more extroverted feeling envoy type stuff, learning how to organize my life a bit more is really helpful. And for the ESFJs as well, learning to be a bit more spontaneous and let things go where they're going to go is a nice aspect to have when you're doing it with intention and control. So I hope that this video helped. I hope it gave you some things to consider, some insights into the different personality types. I want to know your experiences with this relationship. If it's something that you've gone through a lot in your life, let us know what helped you because it helps everybody else as well. And if you've been a bit confused about some of the terminology that I've used or you want to know your personality type, go to assessment.geekpsychology.com and you can take the eight hero personality assessment. You get some really cool results with different tiers of different characters that you should work on within your psyche. So if you score really low on the guardian, it will teach you, it'll give you a bunch of different action steps that you can take 
in order to improve that aspect of your life. And it's gamified. It's got some flavor text and colorful language too. All right. So enjoy. Let us know down below and I'll see you in the next video. Peace. Thanks for listening. And I hope you got something out of it. I know that by listening to this podcast, it means that you're ready to take your life to the next level. And I'm so excited to help you do it. Whether you're struggling with anxiety, lack of motivation, or you're just looking for your spark and purpose, I have many courses and a one-on-one coaching service available to you to help you get out of your own way and be happy. So head on over to geekpsychology.com to get started. See you there.